afternoon. Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. You're listening to Jen. We got the lovely Anna V. Hello, Jen. Good afternoon. So good to see you. Good to see you too. How's it going today? I'm in a whirlwind day. I think it's been a whirlwind week. I saw this meme on Instagram. And it was someone like passed out on the ground and it says, oh, this week is exhausting, said me on a Tuesday. <laughs> I feel like that is me. Well, 100% I've been this up week. this morning. And then when you came in, I was sitting in the bed on my computer with all the lights off. Like, I don't think I'm going to get up today. Like, I'm just going to do my work right here. And I want to be shut off from the world. Shut off. From- Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need to unplug and be like. Yeah, no calls, no text messages. I'm just going to lock myself up in my room. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, This is going to be our first short and sweet podcast. And well, we, we're going to try. We're going to try. We always say we're going to try on making a short one. And it always ends up being an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. But today's subject, <clears throat> I really don't want to focus a lot on, but I feel like it's definitely something that needs to be talked about is dealing with drama so dealing with drama is especially when you become our age is something that we have to deal with on a regular basis whether it's with our kids with our spouses with our um our work friends whether it's with people our our regular friends any of that like i feel like the older you get the harder it is to deal with bullshit, right? Yeah, it really is. So I have come to my life and we have, we always do a little powwow before we do the podcast. And my answer is simple. I just don't do it. Like I refuse to do it. I don't deal with drama. I, well, what's funny about our powwow before we get in here, (laughs) it's typically a venting session (laughs) for us to get our minds right to come in here and be the like and embrace the people that we want to be, right? Because life is so hard. I think I have learned that, you know, my parents role modeled that life was perfect. They kind of handled all of you know the roller coaster behind closed doors. See, I this is where I'm going di- to it's not that I'm going to disagree with you. That's not what you saw. Yeah. I <clears throat> disagree with people thinking like putting out this image that life is perfect. There is drama across the board. I yeah. think for everyone, no matter who you are, right? You have to deal. But with if you don't some share nonsense. that with your kids, then all of a sudden your kids become adults. They yeah. think well, we're supposed to arrive. Yeah, life is supposed to just fall into place and be like. Okay, my kids loved this movie, the um, Dr. Seuss movie, <laughs> where everything was perfect. You know, that entire subdivision yeah. was perfect. Yep. The house was perfect. Everything was perfect until thing one and thing two went nuts. And I was like. I relate to that movie so much because if you don't equip your kids to preparing for this or teaching them how to deal with it, how to sort it, how to have conflict, if you don't teach people like your your kids to do it, then they don't know how to do it as an adult. I Who's going to teach them? Well, it's our jobs to teach them, number right. one. So I am, and I've talked about it plenty of times in this podcast, beyond honest with my sons. I want them to realize that life isn't a bucket full of roses, right? There's going to be hard times. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be 
you know, really bad people you come across in your life. There might be small instances that aren't huge, but could add up to be something huge in a teenager's life. So I just had to deal with this actually, because, um, I had a date. So my, my son, Caden is going to homecoming this Saturday and I had to take him to go get something nice to wear. So we dropped Gavin off at baseball. We go run to the mall and we were in and out of a store in 20 minutes. And he had his nice shirt, a vest, slot. Like he was so handsome. But we were walking around the mall and I'm like, well, we should like get some dinner or something. So mm-hmm. we ended up going to dinner. And while we're at dinner, like we're having deep conversations and I'm asking, you know, if everything's going on, like, is everything cool? Like everything cool at school? I'm always worried about my kids being bullied or um, people not being nice to them. It would drive me crazy if I knew about someone bullying my child. Oh, my God. Out. I like, would pull my kid out of school. Right. Yeah. And I like I, I worry about some things like that. And for the most part, I don't feel like Gavin ever is going to have to because of the group that he hangs out with. He's part of like the jock group. Right. And that's usually not the kids that are going to be getting bullied. But Caden is kind of a different breed. And he's like the the musician. musician. Yeah. He hangs out with the emo kids. And he was just like, yeah, people say something to me every single day. And I find this out because Gavin was sick, right? Gavin got sick and didn't go to school for a week. Right. Second week of school. One of Gavin's best friends was harassing Caden's group. What? And the only reason it happened was because my son wasn't there. And I got furious. But here my son is sitting across from me because I'm beyond honest with them. And I have full conversations about this kind of stuff on a regular basis with them. Caden's like, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that people say, say things or yell things. He's like, kids bark at us as we're walking down the hallways no at school. Way. And, and I'm just like, I'm sitting here like I can feel my blood pressure rising. My neck is getting red and I'm getting super upset. But here's my 15-year-old son. He's like, doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, people can say what they want. I don't, I, I don't care. It doesn't phase me. And I I'm know. Just like, I can see him be like that, too. I'm like, God bless you. You know, I at least <laughs> I am finally doing something right. It might have taken me 44 years to figure it out. But my mama's skills are on point. So I'm glad that I'm honest with them. I'm glad that I talked to them about things like this. I can get as mad as I possibly want to be. Instantly, I had a conversation with Gavin and I was just like, I'm not cool with this. Like, you need to have a conversation with your friend. And he was like, what? Like, what happened? I'm like, your friend wouldn't have done that if you were there. I said, and he waited until you weren't there for him to act up. I said, that's not cool. That's not a friend, Gavin. I'm like, we treat this kid as if he's one of us, Mm -hmm. as if he's part of the family. I said, so it's just not cool. And he was just like, I agree. I'm going to say something. I'm like, good. I'm like, and I'm sorry if it ruins anything, but we have to protect each other no matter what. No matter oh what. Oh, my God. So true. And like establishing who your core group is. And it's going to be a small number, you know. Um, I think as an adult, we're dealing like I have gone through so much where and then through my training of creating boundaries to protect my um self-image yeah so because i was a competitor an athlete i had to always think that i was the best if i ever had doubt it was going to show up on my score so 
creating that of the confidence of who you are and what you stand for and what you believe doesn't cre- like doesn't make you a snob. It just makes you align with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean people just like you. It just means people that share the same heart, right? So, you know, I just encountered a ongoing incident of being misunderstood. And confronting that situation, I learned that unless somebody wants to meet you in the middle, you can apologize, you can reason, you can do whatever you want with that person. But if they're not willing to receive it, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard not to take that personal. Mm -hmm. And then it's draining. So what do you do? You have to have your boundaries to protect you, understanding that not everybody's going to get along. And raising your kids to have to be nice to everybody, I think is the worst thing in the world. Like, you don't have to be nice to people that are mean to you. You can avoid them. I completely agree with you. You can totally avoid the situation. And that's what I do is like, I'm not a snob at all, but you're not getting a pass into my world unless I can trust you with my self image. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are my children and my children. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the circle of trust. So there's that movie that was out. Oh my gosh. If I really think about time, probably like 25 years ago, the meet the parents movie. And he Mm. talks about his circle of influence. Right. Yes. His circle, the family trust yep. circle, and like you're out of the circle now. <laughs> yep. The I am fully vested in my circle now. Yeah. And it's so tiny. And I am so cautious about who I might even let think about crossing that line into my circle. Mm-hmm. Like I you am so cautious to. about. I have to be because everything that I have, I have built to this point myself. All the relationships I've built. The home that I've built, my amazing sons. It's the culture that are of, men. of the family that you built that you take pride in, yep. and you have to protect yep. your culture because somebody is out there waiting to wreck it. Yep, and it never fails that the second that you are on top, that there's going to be someone down at the bottom trying to knock you down. Right? Like I'm that's the part worst at that, and I think it's partially being southern where we just meet somebody, and the next thing you know, you just treat them like family. So going from that mentality of you trust everybody until they give you a reason not to, to going to, you have to earn my trust to be in my circle mm-hmm. is a very, it's been really hard transition for me, but I just been burned time and time and time again. And I'm the one that ends up in tears, that ends up in a bad mood, that ends up wrecked. I can't focus, can't like, well, you've put me together a lot, but <laughs> you know, it, but it, and it's, I, it's distraction because my heart hurts yeah. because I gave trust to someone else and they wrecked it. And so it comes down to perspective. So you and I have had these conversations a handful of times where I'm like, you just can't take things personal. Like at this point in my life, like I might get upset by something that someone says. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the long run, who I am today, I can't take it personal. Like I can't take it personal if you are having a bad day and you just put all that bad day on me it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, and you I just mean be like, vent, like not actually like venting, but you mean like taking out on you. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's, and it's just some, and it, are there going to be times where it upsets you? Absolutely. You have every reason to be upset in situations like that, but are you going to hold on to it all day long? That is exhausting. That's exhausting. It is exhausting, but it is a learning curve. This is not something that you just said, oh, I just made up my mind that I just 
don't give a shit anymore. You know, it doesn't work like that. It's something that you have to work on yourself to build yourself up to feel like you're not hard now because you decided you don't care because you actually do care, Mm -hmm. but you can't let it affect you. And that that's that takes time. Yeah. Well, time is all I've had in my life now. So that's why, again, (laughs) if I rewind this and to our little pre-conversation before we start this, this is easy for me to say drama. I don't deal with it. Like, I just don't deal with it. Don't either. If I just walk away from it, I don't want any part of it. If it's something that's happening within the small circle that I have, um, a girlfriend of mine always says, well, she's not, she doesn't count because she's Switzerland, right? So <laughs> meaning that she's just going to be the calm all the time. At this point in my life, again, I'm not going to deal with bullshit anymore. I've dealt with so much. The way I grew up, where I grew up, the girls I went to high school with, like it would be fights on a regular basis with mm. girls. I and never being had that threatened life. on a daily basis when you're in like it was drama every single day to the point where now I refuse. You know I what? Absolutely refuse. Do you bring this up? Social media, I think, creates unrealistic expectations, which brings pressure on people. Um, which I think fuels this, but reality TV, which oh. I stopped watching TV for a long time. Like, um, I completely I stopped watch watching Westerns. reality TV. I absolutely love RFD TV and I don't have that anymore. Maybe we do have it here, but that's the farming channel. But anyway, so I think if you watch those things, it, you end up duplicating what you feed your brain. Yeah. Right. When I podcasted with Rachel, we talked a lot about this because Rachel is obsessed with the Real Housewives, like all of them. And I used to be the same. Like I, every single night that it was like certain nights of the week, Real Housewives oh, I feel of Atlanta. Anxiety watching that Real show. Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like it really, like I was invested in it. And then I would be mad when things would happen. And it's like I finally kind of like took a grasp on it. I was like, hold on. Like this is a TV show. These women are ridiculously loaded and they have problems. 10 times worse than I would on any given day. So clearly money doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> and and I need paid to, to let this stop absorbing yeah. me because right. I, you, you can feel that hate. You could feel that anger on a regular basis. So yeah, I don't, I'm watch, with shows you. Like that I don't watch those things either. And um, so that's one thing, just removing it from your life. Yeah. And then I know I've mentioned this before, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So, if you end up feeling so much anxiety and stuff, it's like you just got to take a step back and say, what environments am I putting myself into? And that's something that I've done. Yeah. And I just become a recluse. Now, I'm very driven with my career and my career causes me to travel. So I don't even have the opportunity to have those Friday night, let's meet at our favorite restaurant. Like how we went to the Mexican restaurant. I'm like, this is our friendly restaurant. Yeah. Well, then when I broke the oven or the stovetop, the other day and it was time for dinner. It was like seven thirty, eight o'clock. This is so funny. I said, Taterbug, we're headed down to the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> so we're in there and this cute lady's behind the um counter, not our normal waitress, but the other one. And I love how you say we have a normal waitress when you've been there one time. I know. Well that was <laughs> I I'm just thinking like she's like the owner or something. Yeah. Well anyway, so this lady's like checking us out and she says, and I'm like I don't even know the name of this place. It's just our Mexican restaurant because we had one at home 
And we always went there. The entire community ate there. It was where everybody went after ball games. It was that place. And now I feel like I have that here. Yeah. And so it was like, this is our Mexican restaurant. I don't even know the name of it. And this lady <laughs> is like cracking up because I'm sure she's like, where the heck is this woman from anyways with my accent? And I'm like, I don't even know the name of this place, but we love it. Yeah. And, um, but I don't have the opportunity to have those dinners very often. Yeah. And so I celebrate them when I do. But then I become even more secluded on the road. So it's like my friend group's already small. So mm -hmm. I treasure them so much. And it's mainly other women that are somehow in the outdoor industry who also have kids, who, who they don't have time for life. And then we all just support each other from a distance because we're all by ourselves. Um, but I would cherish to be able to have like a Sex in the City group where we all supported each other and mm -hmm. worked through problems. I'm but lucky. it's not reality. I'm lucky because I have that here. I'm very lucky because I have that here. And although that we don't have a regular time where we all get to see each other, we all make it happen still. So like my birthday, one of my girlfriends, Kristen, instantly was just like, I'm off on your birthday. Your birthday's on a Saturday. We're going to do this. And she put everything together. Uh, Brittany, she's part yeah. of that circle. My girlfriend, Michelle, she's part of that circle. Like, I have a really awesome, solid group of girls that I can trust with anything here. And I, I just love that. Um, I saw this today on the internet and you're going to like this one. So um, okay. it goes perfect with this podcast. So it says, don't blame a clown for acting like a clown. Ask yourself why you keep going to the circus. Oh my God. It's so perfect. Right? It's so perfect because it's true. Like <clears throat> usually people that are full with drama always have something going on yeah they always have something dramatic on a regular basis yes like whether i call them the pot stir yeah they got to keep that pot and stirred like there's always something wrong whether every time you go to a restaurant with them like they don't have enough ice in their cup they asked for extra lemon and they brought one lemon like like it just builds up every mm -hmm. single time and everything is an issue to me, again, at this point in my life, done. Not dealing with it. Can't do it anymore. I do not have enough fucks to give at this point in my life. I said it. I said it. I just don't. Like, I don't. I just don't have it anymore. And I refuse with the little positive time that I do have on a regular basis, a time to enjoy things and do fun things, I refuse to let things like that consume me anymore so that's where i stand on all of it well i do get bent over backwards when i feel misunderstood like i need to justify or sell my value right mm -hmm. and a lot of times we do we go back because we keep trying and then we keep asking and is this vicious cycle of toxicity and so something that has stood out to me that i have um, just been looking at every day is losers focus on winners, right? Just to tear them down. Yeah. Winners focus on winning. So when you find somebody that has that peaceful life that's driven and they've got a lot going on, those are really the people you should be attracted to because they don't even have time for drama. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I think, and we work together and play together and like we do everything together. I could not imagine having an argument with you. If, if you came in and acted like that, I would be like, time out, hold up. What is going on? Because this ain't normal. Yeah. Right. And so. Yeah. Um, 
it's like that is just the whole thing it's like i don't even want to focus on a mantra that even acknowledges negativity yeah to the point to where it's like we're you know our focus is to win in life and that's where we're going and if people aren't for us they're against us and you just have to build those boundaries and you you do outgrow people yeah. that's the thing and it's that's like, okay you gotta recognize when you outgrow someone and just let it go yeah and it's totally that's totally okay so i feel like that this is a a constant concept I, i'm sorry a constant conversation that female groups have i rarely know any men that have a lot of drama in their guy groups right because guys are kind of <laughs> like me <laughs> in the long run they just don't care they don't care they don't put enough energy in it. Like I know a couple people that are always considered like always have the drama around them. But I feel like girls, women, for some reason have a higher percentage of this issue. Yes. Yeah. Have a huge high percentage of this issue. And uh, it's we have come far too long. I mean, sorry, we have come too far. We have come too far. To where instead of knocking each other's crowns off when we're doing something amazing. That we should be excited for them and lifting them up. Yeah. And bringing those positive words of encouragement and being excited for someone when they do something amazing. Yes. Just celebrating. We just need to come like that needs to be part of the change in the world is celebrate each other instead of tearing each other down. So I found this awesome thing and we're going to play a little game. So um, it was all about how to deal with girl drama, because, again, <laughs> the girl drama is going to be happening a lot more than any sort of guy drama. Um, So <laughs> we're going to ask ourselves these questions and we're going <laughs> to try and figure out who we are in the group. So it kind of puts everybody gives everybody a title. Um, So. In this group, we have the Queen Bee, which is funny because I always call myself Queen Bee, but that's because I'm a Wu-Tang fan. Uh, But (laughs) the Queen Bee. So the Queen Bee is the person who leads the pack. Their way of feeling important is to make sure that they stay the leader, even if it means that they have to criticize or exclude others to do it. I need to, I'm sorry, they need to make sure no one gets away with criticizing them or discovering that they are actually pretty insecure on the inside. They've had their own share of bullying and they are going to make sure no one takes them down again. So that's the queen bee. Okay. Got it. (coughs) Now we have the sidekick. So the sidekick is the sidekick is the best friend of the queen bee. Their confidence comes from the fact that they are loyal. They are are a loyal insider, even if it means that they ignore how she criticizes or excludes other girls. In fact, she criticizes other girls, too, in order to show the queen bee what a good friend she is. She would like to be a leader. Oh, this is like mean girls. I know. I'm like, (laughs) is there going to be a nice girl in the back? Jeez. (laughs) She would like to be the leader. Oh, I lost where I was, right? Um, she would like to be the leader, but she doesn't have the confidence to challenge the queen bee. Being her sidekick keeps her safe from being bullied by others, and that's all she cares about. That's called a kiss ass. It's called the sidekick. 
<laughs> okay, now we have the floater. The floater, she's typically she typically moves from group to group and doesn't stick with one group. The reason she can do this is that she has learned how to get along with all types of people. Sometimes she gets stressed out because she worries that a particular group will decide they don't like her anymore. But mostly, she has figured out how to be nice to everyone without getting caught up in the group dramas. Her humor and brains help her out a lot. I I was a floater, but I don't know that I would have... We got more. Said the whole thing about that, but I definitely hung out with all different types of people. Now we have the banker. Oh, gosh. The banker is the person who holds the secrets in the girls group. These secrets are like currency, which she uses to maintain her status in the group. She's good at getting friends to trust her with their confidence. But. She's not good at keeping confidence, especially if she thinks that sharing a piece of damaging gossip will keep her at the top of the group with the queen bee. She's gotten pretty good at little white lies to convince friends that she is loyal. The passive aggressive manipulator would be my number one pet peeve. (laughs) The torn bystander. So. She knows there are some really mean things happening in this group of friends, but she does not want to want to risk her place in the group to take a stand. She feels bad for girls who get targeted by the Queen Bee and other group insiders. She finds herself caught in the middle a lot, making excuses for things she knows that are mean. But what is she supposed to do? She would die if a bunch of rumors got spread about her and she didn't have any friends. We got two more. The wannabe. <laughs> There's not a the normal balanced chick in this list. I feel like the second one. Not the second one, the third one. The okay. Third. So the wannabe. <laughs> the wannabe. <laughs> she wanna be part of the group. <laughs> But she's really not one of the accepted members. Sometimes she's picked on by girls who are being targeted by the group leaders to show that. I'm sorry. Sometimes she picks on girls who are being targeted by the group leaders to show that she is loyal. But she doesn't know if they really like her for sure or not. She is constantly thinking about what she can do to fit in. Last one. The target. Oh, gosh. She feels completely isolated and helpless. Her life is miserable because of the constant humiliation she experiences from mean girls. Why does she find herself in these situations? What's wrong with her? I don't know. She doesn't know why she can't stick up for herself. Sometimes she just wishes she would die. She wants a true friend more than anything in the world. That one's sad. Okay, where's the normal list, Jen? This, this is, is the list of girl group drama. Mean girl. So I don't have girl group drama, but if I was going to put myself in any one of these positions, I would say. Does adults have this? This sounds like high school. Is this real life adult life? Yeah, real life adult life. 
I would say I'm the floater. So I typically move from group to group and don't stick with one group. The reason I can do this is that I've learned how to get along with all types of people. My humor and brains help me out a lot. I am funny. So. You are funny. We laugh all the time. Um, I don't, I just don't like the list. I honestly think if that's all I had to choose from to go find friends, I'm just good with my dogs. You're going to be the loner at the end. Yeah, I'll be the loner. Maybe I already am. I do have great girlfriends. They're beautiful and they're successful and I I love them, but they're not in my life on a daily basis. Does that make me a loner that I'm okay with like saying these girls that I never see are some of my closest friends and I just stay in touch with them on the phone? That's fine. I think that's fine. Like, isn't that somebody that's just focused on living their own life? I think that's completely fine. That's me. We're going to create a separate category. So in the long run, ladies, we need to get in the habit of picking each other up and not tearing each other down. We need to get in the habit of being better, doing better. I just say, don't worry about anybody else. Just build your boundaries and blaze your own trail. And remember simple things like this. You have nothing to prove to anybody. You have nothing to prove to anybody else that's out there. The only people in my life personally that I have to prove to are my two children. I honestly believe if if there's somebody that's um, that you're not good enough for that expects you to prove your value, that is their insecurity screaming out about you being a threat of just being yourself. Yeah. And. They're definitely not going to celebrate you. So you might as well just put that boundary up and just keep on going. <laughs> yeah, true. So. Oh, okay. So I did send Jen the shirt. So we were supposed to be working. But I was searching lodges and this account came up. And it's, and this is so perfect. I think I'm going to have to buy it. It's from the French pineapple. When Nothing goes right, go left. And it's got a bunch of ropers. So if you're a cowgirl, you understand this. But really, like, that's what I needed to hear this week. Because I have been blindsided day after day after day of things that are, that hurt my heart. Yeah. Right? It's not just mountains or hurdles or problems that need solutions. It's things that hurt my heart. And it's like, it's so distracting to me. And you kept saying, get over it. And so I have this saying when I get all like in a tiz jen's supposed to tell me this she always forgets i have to remind her (laughs) what she's supposed to tell me oh and then i say it like super awkward and it doesn't sound good at all so i'm gonna let you hear her say this so she's supposed to say the long-term reward is worth more than the current battle and i always forget it and so i have to tell her jen this is what you're supposed to to say And I'm always like, the long-term reward is worth the current, what is it? Battle. Battle. And I'm like, well, that that gets me fired up. Let's go get up. (laughs) That does not sound motivating at all, Jen. I'd be like, I feel like I could say other things and just be like, deuces, I'm out. (laughs) But you got to, like, my life is not a sprint. Like, it really is a marathon. And so... It's not just my life, it's everybody's life. Yeah. So that's my thing that I'm holding on to right now is that my long-term goal is worth more than this current battle, not to give up. And so, yeah, that 
y'all just take it and run with it. I'll tell you my little trick. Before I got here, I always, even if I was on the road or whatever, I always wrote whatever my little thought process was in the moment um, on my bathroom mirror. And maybe I've already said this, I don't know. But then I kept a little expo marker in my purse too because they wipe right off the mirror in the bathroom with a Windex. So it's, it's easy to keep clean. But it's a great thing to remind yourself of something in writing when you actually see it. It's one thing to just pep talk yourself, but it's another thing to have something in writing that you can hold on to. Yeah. So that's what I do because sometimes you just have yourself. This is, that was one of the things that I loved about the beauty school because I, we would walk around with, because everybody's station has a mirror, right? So we would walk around and write little motivational quotes on like every other mirror or if they someone just did an awesome haircut, like we would come and give them like high fives on the mirror just so it was up for everybody to see it. that. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is one of my girlfriends who you met at my birthday party, Miranda, she took that because she was a student first. And then she worked at this job in Reno and she would like try and get her team. She worked the closing shift. Um, so she would try and get her morning team like wanted to be involved in them. Yes. So she would write all these motivational quotes. For them to walk into. For them to walk into. And the boss came to her and says, you need to knock that off. Why? You need to knock it off. It's not part of what we do here. This and that. And that's when she was just like, that's when I knew that it wasn't the place to me. Like, it wasn't the place for me. So she quit. And then I hired her at the school, which was perfect because she was a great fit because she's like bubbly and happy all the time. So give yourself the credit that you need. Don't take BS. Because no. you don't have to. You, you shouldn't. It wrecks yeah. your life. It wrecks your your self-image of how you feel about yourself. When yeah. you feel like you're not good enough for other people that may never find value in you. And yeah. so just go find the people that do and celebrate that relationship. And yeah. that there's somebody that gets you. Because there are like-minded people everywhere. Whoever would have thought me and Jen would be BFFs because we are completely and utterly opposite. 100% opposite. We are so, like, I always put it, I'm like, she's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Like, <laughs> I don't know how. That's a song. Yeah, I know. I know that that is a song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Every time but, I bring up a song, Jen's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But the best was the last podcast because you brought up Miranda Lambert and I'm like, crickets. Okay, so our next one, we're going to talk about the music that's inspiring to us and the moment, because that's one thing that both of us definitely have in common. Not the same tunes, but music has got us through so much in life. Music gets me through everything in life. So that's a great way to end this podcast is like how, how to deal with drama. Best way I could deal with drama <laughs> is your favorite song. The, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite movies, Almost Famous. And she was just like, and when you're getting sad and lonely, you just go to the record store and visit your friends. And it's just oh like, oh my God, I love that. And it's true. Like I would just go and find, and it's hard because at this point in my life, I don't have albums. I mean, I'm starting to build a record collection and I've never had that in my life now, I love but that. I probably have 3000 CDs, but at this point I have nothing to play CDs on. Yeah. So it's like. When I get in my feelings and I get in my moments, it's like I'll put on my favorite Pandora channel or my favorite Spotify account or Chad always says that I need to get Apple Music, but I just. I'm a Spotify girl. I'm I, That's what I am. I'm, I'm more of the free one girl because no, I, I, I have the family account with all of us, but 
but still like i that's what i like when i'm ha- really having a hard day the only thing that's going to get me out of it is listening to some of my favorite albums honestly like and i love that she says this in the movie penny lane says it and she's just like when you're just getting sad and lonely you just go down to the record store and visit your friends and it's like i wish we had record stores like that where you could go in a little booth and like play the record and listen to the headphones and i would be hanging out there all the time but that's how i deal with my drama if i have to deal with drama tune it out and put on some good tunes that i want to hear okay well we're going to talk about those next time next time it is so uh we said we we're gonna keep it short and sweet we went over that little line a little bit but hey i always love having conversations with you and again if you guys haven't visited us online we have merch for sale we've sold yes. a handful of these 40 years of freedom sweatshirts are the most popular ones so Brittany, thank you for posting that picture first with that sweatshirt because we've sold a handful of them now and um i want to do a giveaway of a t-shirt okay. in their size. So I'm going to post it on Instagram. Perfect. And um, if you guys could help kind of maybe grow our little 40 years to freedom community, we'll put the rules on the Instagram and um, somebody's going to want a free t-shirt. So that sounds like fun. Sounds like a great idea till next time. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We want to thank this life ain't for everybody podcast for having us and believing in us. And one day keeping us in the studio. Yeah. One day we're going to be able to say, babe, we love you too. Um, (laughs) Until that day comes. um, Hey, we're going to drink what we want to drink during our podcast. So (laughs) cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, Jen. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast.